This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 26, Slow Boat to Regionals. Welcome, this is episode 26 of the Traxxas Sector Warcast. I am Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderton. What do we got today, John? Well, folks, April 15th is typically tax day in America, and this year it's actually April 18th for some reason. Uh, for that one day a year where Americans are either depressed or happy based on whether you owe Uncle Sam or Uncle Sam owes you. So in the spirit of the season, we want to talk about things that make us happy and sad. And then we'll discuss our recent regionals prep as well as what we'll be playing. If local listeners are staying up late to hear this, well, then any advantage they have will be lost because you're going to be tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> And then we'll also cover delay strategies uh, that you might want to employ in your quest to win the Traxxas Sector. And we have a new segment, we'll de- uh, a periodic segment we'll be debuting with this episode. John's going to take the first crack at that segment. We'll introduce that soon enough. So, things that make us happy or sad. One of the things that makes me happy is constant flow of cards. One of the things that makes me sad is... Constant flow of cards. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> wow. I agree. So Wrath of the Crusaders. So as we were sitting here three weeks ago, Wrath of the Crusaders uh, went to shipping, and we knew that was coming. But also the second and the third pack of the Death World Cycle. Unforgiven was announced as we were recording this. And what we should probably do is have our phones handy so we can look and see if anything else gets involved. Because Friday <laughs> seems to be the day. Exactly. I was going to say, you, you guys wouldn't hear this, but seriously, like five minutes after we were done, I walked to the computer to get the day going in the cafe because I, I go straight from my recording into work. I turned the, turned the comp on and I'm like, Fantasy Fight is posting a new... Can we put the recording back on? Yeah. Turn the mic on. Because well, you were talking heck? about whatever. You, we had speculated on what was going to happen. And yeah. you're like, it would be really cool if a signature unit did this. And... Sh- Lo and behold, Unforgiven has the very same signature. Yeah, Carl nailed it. I was thinking you should be a playtester. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking we needed to change the title of the podcast to uh, Carl's Prophetic. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was the, you know that was the that was the Carl Psycher Psycher his, his no, insane days. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> maybe so, that's what it was. Maybe the maybe the. Maybe the rattling of your brain from the from all those impacts you had has has unleashed some late, latent psychic psycho talent. <laughs> but uh, so, forgiven, unforgiven was announced. Third pack of Death World was announced, in which we got uh, Colonel Maxim. Yeah, Sergeant, the boy. Sergeant Maxim, Gregory Maxim. No, no, he's a soldier. He's a I think, he, I think okay. he said he was a colonel, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he's got a big furry hat, you know, with a skull on it. So that works. So, two-player Matt arrived, Yes. and looking at it online, I mean, you, Carl, you were convinced you were going to buy one, and looking at it online, I was like, eh, and then you came in, or I came in, yours was already set out, and I went, I want one now. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have one of those. It was pretty amazing. The the general opinion on that is, because people have been used to playing in regular card size, basically ever since Magic the Gathering, people have pretty much accepted a two-foot-by-two-footish kind of play area. This thing is massive compared to that. It is a monster on the table. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. almost having a hit is like, it feels too big. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but you can get things out. Yeah, and, <laughs> after, and after the first, we played on it the other night, and I had there were a lot of comments. People came by like, wow, that is a big, beautiful mass. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, there's just like this, there's this kind of period of assessment. Like, mm, yeah, it's pretty. You know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. That's pretty. So... 
but but what we started to do was we played it. We laid out the seven planets because it's got sp the reason it's so wide is because it's got space for seven instead of, instead of space for five as we typically lay out on right, the, right. the map. Mm -hmm. So it's not something you're going to have all the time. But I hope that we can use it. Uh, I'm taking mine down to the regionals tomorrow so that we can use it as one of the feature tables. Like Same that's the feature table. Yeah. Both players use that. We have the camera set up to capture the entire map, the whole deal. Mm -hmm. But we felt perfectly free moving planets around because at one point you have five units at one planet there's not space in those yeah. the way the planets are well, laid yeah. out on the map and you just move right you just you, there's yeah. nothing locking you to putting the planets in those spaces yeah. i did like so. I, I did like um setting up according to particularly according to the, the specifics of the new tournament rules where you where you would start the game you just lay out seven planets face down and you work out who's first and then you find out which are going to be the extra planets that you'll turn over you know what i mean yep so you know yep. that thing of like you know you typically lay out five the, the standard in Colorado is two more face down, like under a planet or something, huh? and all of a sudden it turns out, oh, those have got to go over here because this is now the first yeah. planet kind of thing. It avoids yep. that little bit yep. there, yep. so yep. I like yep. that. And and they really are the the expanded artwork. Oh, the artwork is stuff we've seen before, mm -hmm. but the expanded artwork you see a little bit more of it, and they have the victory display layout, and and there's a very clear delineation of where uh, the victory display, your discard cards, and I I got to tell you, as busy as the play surface is. The headquarters surface is really good, and you keep your resources there, and you can't lose them. It's yeah. it's really quite nice. Okay. Yeah, it, it felt using that stuff was was very automatic. There was not, none of that like if you play Netrunner stuff, people have five million different ways of laying it out, and if you ever use one of the set maps, are all wait, wait, what goes where? Mm -hmm. You know, this now feels strange. You know, no, no, all that stuff worked very nicely. All right, so uh, other things that make us happy, Sam. Well, um, I've got an easy, easy conquest one, as I said. In fact, as I promised to a friend of mine, um, this is more going to be done in the style of Animaniacs. Okay. Good, good idea. Ambushing an Ermgal gene stealer right in right in front of the opposing warlord. Bad idea. Having that, having that Ermgal gene stealer be skunkified. <laughs> oh, which is which a definite one that happened. I'm like, ah, oh. uh, <laughs> happened yeah. quite a few times actually. It's like that's well, a, that's a shame. Yeah, and something <laughs> that makes me sad. If you're playing war and you have a five green planet flop. You're like, yeah, playing war. Sad, of course, is having playing war and having a one planet, one green planet, green flop, or <laughs> third, third two planet, planet, third planet as well, by the right? way, just to help. Yeah, third planet, just to help <laughs> things out. Just to give your give your opponent to two planet advantage, and then try to try to do something on planet three. Try to start playing on planet three. Wrath of the Crusaders is here. We have the Killing Field, which is a support out of chaos. It's a one cost support. As an action, you can exhaust it to have each target, each play, each unit of the target planet lose the range ability till the end of the phase. Yeah, so th this kind of ties into my happy and sad. So happy, happy that Astra Militarum, which is the faction I've been playing from the beginning, has been dominating. I mean, war is great. There's so many cards that have come out I, that have really, I think, improved Strachan and Cordias as well. I'm very excited about Maxim. You know, happy that somewhat happy there's spoilers, sad that it's so far out. But I'm I'm what I'm sad about, especially with Killing Fields, like there seems to be cards coming out <laughs> that are like, Oh, good, you're playing war. I have my I have cards in my deck that hose you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's, I think we're gonna refer to this as the middle finger flagpole. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's now like, now you know. now maybe maybe it's yeah. maybe it's something, you know, here like some so killing fields. Like I said, all units lose range. Well, obviously, one of the big things Astro Militarum likes to do is range. Preemptive barrage and makes you win a planet. Okay, yes, it's a 
card is definitely a I have an incredible advantage now mm -hmm. um, and so this is a counter to it but then you know then I see something like another <laughs> card that comes out that's in the same pack Eldritch Storm right which is an Eldar it's two cost event combat action target one enemy unit at each green planet <laughs> deal two damage to each targeted unit Yep. Like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. That's definitely a uh, F2 yep. massive, to war. Massive middle <laughs> yeah, finger, yeah. yes. You know, yeah. so. MMF. You know, yeah, you know, that's not a. They seem to come out so quick, right? Like, war is just like, yay, yay, and then boom, here you go. Like, this is the fifth pack in the cycle. Right. Right? See, right. I, is that is I would the rather, back in the cycle? I would have yeah. <laughs> I've lost count. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't okay. yeah. I, I would have rather have seen Eldritch Storm be something like target one enemy unit at every planet and deal one damage to it, or target enemy unit at three, or, you know, maybe it, maybe make it cost... Maybe a, more of a global scale instead of a... Right, or, well, or you know, rather than saying green planet, yeah. to say planet. If cutting on killing fields, as soon as you... I'd seen this guy briefly, hadn't thought about it too much, and just looking right now, I think you've had a good point, is... The nice thing about that is, number one, it's everybody. So it's, a, it's not a no-brainer. It's Doom. Right. Doom is great to play if your opponent has plenty of things in HQ and you have a few. Right, right. but how many how many people are going to... This is a this is, Killing Field is a common chaos card. Right. So it's going to be in chaos, mm -hmm. and maybe. There's, and there's not right? a whole lot of range there, yeah. There's not a whole lot of range there. It's going to be in orcs. There's a possibility for range in orcs. I mean, mm -hmm. they don't have much, but they have some. And then Dark Eldar, right? Yeah, so... So Dark Eldar could use it. It could be, and Dark Eldar have ranged units, obviously. Mm -hmm. but, but you wouldn't. You would play this in chaos. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm kind I of guess getting you around. Could play it. in Dark it's Eldar it's too, the nice thing about that is, like I say, it does hit everybody, and it's still um, it's deck building constraint. You look at that and go, okay, if there were good range or any coming up, all of a sudden I'm probably not using them or not using them as automatically. Right. It's not a no-brainer. Right, I right. do get what you're saying about Eldritch Storm. Um, I mean that's. That's like this is this is something you should probably make clear to clear to the listeners that a pack has arrived a day before a major gaming event. Yeah. Number one, normally I'm not I'm not involved in major gaming events to go and play them, but I have five cards going from this pack into my deck without having played them because I'm confident looking at them they're going to be just fine. Right. Um, right like absolutely. Numerically. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I guess that's <laughs> there are two regionals taking. I looked I looked last night to see. Mm. There's two regionals taking place next uh, tomorrow. Ours and New Jersey. So the people in New Jersey and the people in Colorado, the people coming to Colorado, are in the same boat, which is, okay, there are m new cards, and yes, they've been spoiled for a week, but we haven't had a chance to really absorb whether they're good or not. I mean, Eldrick Storm is a two-cost event. Mm -hmm. right. Now, there are a lot of two-cost events that are good in mm -hmm. Eldar, mm -hmm. right? One of them is Gift of Isha. If I'm sitting there and I see two, two resources over on, his, over on my opponent's side, he's playing Eldoroth, I gotta. I I'm hoping he doesn't have gift. If he has four, if he has three, so this. The, the, I think it's appropriately costed. Yes. Yes, it does screw war, and yes, you need to draw it. And how many times? And if you're in a war heavy meta, how many of those are you going to carry? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Are you going to carry one? Are you going to carry two? Because if you're going to carry three, that's a heavy commitment <laughs> to anti-war. It's heavy. Well, and it's not necessarily anti-war. It's, it's anti any green planet, right? right? Yeah, any exactly. swarmy that's deck. A, spoiler alert. So that's what I'm planning right there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You're playing you know, two. Okay. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So you know, there's some there's some possibilities there. Now, I was playing war. I was playing war, and I played Slain Morn on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Testing. We just we just played as many games as we could, and even the games in which I was playing war. And there was anti-war tech in the deck. 
mm-hmm. that I in my opponent's deck. It was still like I lost one game for warp against that, and the la- the one game I lost could have gone in either way, mm-hmm. just one or two card draws slightly differently, and it could have gone mm-hmm. it could have gone my way. So war is still competitive because oh. you need to draw these things. There's war is war is very competitive now because it's such an onslaught. It's right. just boom, yeah. Let's I mean, put this stuff down. That's why I'd say, like, looking at these guys here, that's why I'm glad to see them. I mean, I happily say, war, war is war right now is still the toughest matchup for Eldorath that I play. I mean, yeah. versus Kith, it becomes a little bit more of a back and forth. But generally, if war gets rolling, it becomes a, a difficult machine to stop, which is part of the reason I'm glad to see these. I, I'm never, as John said, I never see happily see anything which just doesn't go, yeah, okay, straight, straight, straight up yours to a certain style. But it could do a little bit of curtailing. So, right. Yeah. right. Well, what I, what I would rather, and what I should say is like, I'm not upset that people are trying to figure out tricks to beat war. You know, it's it's the same thing. Kith was very dominant. Kato was very dominant, so people and people figured that out. Kith was very dominant, people figured it out. War is very dominant, people are figuring it out. But what I, what I want to see out of cards like this, what I would rather have seen was something like Eldritch Storm do do one damage to every unit to a I'm sorry do target up to one enemy unit at each planet, not green planet, just each planet, deal one damage to it, and then something like if it's a green planet deal two damage. If it's a blue planet, deal two damage. If it's a red planet, deal... I would, I would rather see that. Yeah, I think that's quite a, quite a big... Well, yeah, yeah, but that, like, that, for you two would, have to, you would well, have to go up well, to three. With yeah, you'd have to just make it three. A much but, more... Because this can, this can screw everybody. Yeah, I mean, this, I understand. yes, yes yeah. we're sensitive to green planets, but that can screw everybody. Like, any anything... Like, I have... All these rogue traders and void pirates and all these other little right, guys right. and commands. But, and, so, and but look at it's a command. That might actually be a command control thing, right? Well, oh, but, but it's combat action. Never mind. Right, it's a combat action, and it's only green planets. But you look at Cacophon Acquire, where they have to do indirect damage to everything. That's definitely command. I've used it to wipe yeah, command units, my well, opponent's command units off the board. It's 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 more powerful when someone is command spamming because they can still they can still dump it onto a single big. Right, because so it's, it's but it's it's more more effective. Right, but I mean, if you that. if you hit that, yeah, but if you if you spend your last two you spend your last two resources out of out of turn one after they've laid out a couple of rogue pirate, yeah, or, you know, yeah. rogue traders and all that kind of stuff, you're like, aha, you were thinking you were going to get the, you know, that put. I think that that kind of card puts you ahead, and I think that's kind of that's what this kind of card should have been, or at least I, I would be much more happy to go, wow, this this is a great card, and it will screw somebody like War, not mm-hmm. like. Discard card screws war. Well, I would also. I, I get well, what you're and, and so, so this is why we don't do card reviews. I mean, this is a, this is a. I, yeah, I love sorry, we're, sorry, stuff, we're not right? getting into this. So, so uh, this isn't necessarily a card review, but this is storm. We are tomorrow is our regionals. Yeah, like, I we're know. sitting here going, how effective is this card? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Well, 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 no. I mean, oh well, this is what I was saying with happy and sad. I'd rather, I'd rather see with happy and sad with the card design. I'd rather see yes. Yay for new cards. Yay that they're not all uber powerful and everything has to be great. But also, I don't want to see cards that are so tailored that I don't want to play a card because it's designed to counter my opponent rather than something that fits into my deck. Yeah, you're you're, you're less you're less inclined to you're less on the side of a silver bullet card. Yeah, I would argue this is not necessarily a silver bullet card. This is going to sound like a weird comment. Imagine War didn't exist, right? And his green tricks. We would look at these and go. Oh hey, Eldar now have some focus on green planets, and that's what I think these are here for. These are for a type of deck that says, because of the prevalence of green planets, 
um, you will play these cards. Okay. It also, by a secondary fact, it happens to be the fact that because War focuses on green and because of the swarm, the swarmy stuff he plays, these will help against that particular command game. I would say this is definitely a command card. It's just a command, not a command card on the turn at which people deploy things. Right, right, right. It's, right. it's, it's a typical, actually, it's a typical Eldorath game card. Mm. It's you have got command for this round. Then combat begins, and next round, I have command. You know, that's kind of okay. thing. But I see what you're saying. I, I do feel it, it feels targeted because we've. I think the meta has talked it into that corner, as it were. It, anything that comes up that's now Green Planet is in, in our minds is automatically war. Because he's so prevalent yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's a really that's, good point. That's a good yeah. point. If, I mean, if this was reversed, you're yeah. right. If this came out and then war came out later, it'd be yeah. like, oh, and by the way, this card's going to be really good against war against, kind of stuff. Not, yeah. not, oh, really good against Eldorath. Yeah. Now, now war's got stuff to take well, on yeah, Eldorath. It's, yeah, it's, nice. good against, yeah. it's good against Kith because Kith tends to be swarming. Yeah. If, there's a, if there's a lot of Green Planets out, you go like this, you go, boom, combat action. Yeah. By the way, you oh, were yeah, planning, no, on, it, you're yeah. planning on having cool. all this. Co- yes, you won. You won command that turn, but <laughs> next turn, guess what? You're going to have to come yeah. up with it again. My, my thought of looking at it was the simple fact that everybody puts small command cappers at planets. Yeah. If that maybe, planet is now a green, it's no longer. And a maybe new that's now. maybe that's what we have to think of it as that's, as a as a, as a <laughs> snowball melter. Yeah, I, I'd say right. My, my, <laughs> that is that is my plan. Yeah. That that card will come into play whether I'm playing war or not yeah. because I'm yeah. expecting people to go. Oh, I can't just throw a rogue trader at a green planet. That's not a guaranteed. Oh, loads of them just died. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty okay. much one. Okay. Also, one last little bit. Target up to one enemy unit. Enemy unit. Oh yeah. So yeah. this allows me to poke damage onto warlords, mm-hmm. which which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. enemy unit. Yeah. That's the scary bit. Yeah, but yeah. really, yeah. really. No, it's only part. it's two damage, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could, and that's a good point. I need to be aware of that if I play Elder Oh tomorrow. hell, yeah! So hopefully, I don't play Carl tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm figuring you two are going, you two are going to be fighting out in the finals. I'm hoping again. To, I'm again. hoping to make, I'm hoping to make top eight again. Did you, did you settle on the Elder deck you're going to play or? Actually, uh, oh, do we want to move into? Well, I guess we'll get to that conversation. That's yeah, a fair I was about to say we, we, sure, we can go, we, but yeah. we can go there too because we've already talked about the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean we can dance around. So happy, I'm playing war. Sad. Carl is playing Alderoth. <laughs> Next emotion for me. I think John could, is playing Starblaze. I think you could rotate yeah? that round. Actually, actually, actually. Oh, I guess that was my guess. Well, I, well, I get, well. I, I am, I am playing. Uh, um, I'm playing the other guy. I'm playing Shadow Sun. You're playing Shadow Sun. Are you doing? Yeah. The Are you playing like you a Shadow Sun space marine? I, I've tried to put that together, and until I get um, my co- my pack of Wrath of the Crusaders with the uh, Shuriken catapult. Feel free to take uh, it with me. I'm not planning well, to use it. Uh, well, uh, you know. You're not using this in your Elder Out deck? No, no, the Warriors. One Warrior. Oh, in the whole oh right, because it's a Psycho, Warrior Psycho deck. So, so <laughs> yeah. well, when I when I looked at this card, when I saw the 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 one, I finally went, yes! I'm going to build my Baharoth, or my Baharoth deck is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, he's, love, he's, yes. It's yeah. Because yeah. his units yeah. are warriors. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, I got my little mobile zero two. Yeah, come on over. He's two not, command. Two command. He's yeah. not going to do anything. Oh, Warlord shows up. Oh, yeah, by the way. Wow. <laughs> now, granted, you got, yeah, he's, got, you he's mobil- got to live against the Warlord. You mobilize them both over to where the Warlord is. <laughs> you ambush right? out. And then now he's hitting for six. <laughs> you, now you ambush that out. He's hitting for six. Yeah. Yep. You know? <laughs> but, oh no! I, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. But uh, no, I'm actually I'm going to do I'm going to do Commander Shadow Sun, which is kind of weird because I haven't played him in a long time. I played him. Are you going to play the Space Marine? Are you playing him? With that's Space the one Marines? I. That's the one I went with. Dude, Dude I I played. played the there's third, a yeah. there's a listener and a local guy Stetson. He he has this Shadow Sun Space Marine deck that I honestly uh, that's the deck I don't want to play against. 
tomorrow. Oh. That's the deck. I have ha- I've done Starbane. I've I've we, you and I played. It was close, but I beat you. I know I can beat him. But I played that Tau Shadow that Shadow Sun thing that he had. It's a- and I played him with Selene Mort, and I beat him. But only because I have Archon's Terror in my Slain one. Yeah, it's a different, I don't have it's a different that, trip. Yeah, but I don't have when I play War. One of the regular guys here has been that's, playing it for a little while. Um, it, it's um, one of my favorite archetype names, which is Shadows on the Third, the Third Marine Warlord, because that's honestly what it <laughs> is. Until, well, yeah, until until so, until Mavros came in. Basically, yeah, yeah, so yeah. and that's probably what it is because I have very. I mean, I have I have his uh, Stealth Cadre in there, of course, uh, signature unit. But I think other than maybe a couple of command units, yeah, all the combats uh, Space Marine. You have the, you have the non-tau that's the, that's because, the I, have, yeah. because I have because I have I have that resource to yeah. put it out because I was yeah. looking at that oh, going oh, yeah. so wow I don't play you know you either <laughs> well trail trailblazer and ECT tricks to go fish for to get we need and do the yeah, game. yeah, yeah that's that's yep. the deck man yeah, yeah. I, then Mike here has been playing that for quite a while oh wow and, okay. well, as it happens though just during the week he switched to a completely different one this is one of those cases where no one's going to hear it in time um, he's uh, he's doing something that I I saw and went yeah that's that's a son of a bitch um, it's yeah because if remember. You're listening to this late at night. <laughs> you're not sleepy. We're excited. I can tell you're right. You're not sleepy. You want right to listen now. to the entire podcast and go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. Knowing this is coming is not going to help you any. This is the vehicular bone slaughter deck in oh, yeah. Shadow Sun. Um, with, uh, basically, it's Shadow Sun, Tau Command, Reducers, Bone Singer Choir, Eldar Vehicles. Yeah. And the guy got the guy was getting down one cost Mighty Wraith Knights. Yeah. On a consistent basis. Which is just uh, that, that's definitely one of the reasons I'm, I went back to I'm going back to Deldar and getting um, Archon's Terror again because I need yeah. that card right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah, I, hey, I, I, I'm building I'm building that deck too. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play it, but I'm building that because I was like, That one is scary. There are so many good vehicles and, and with with the uh drone defense system with so much oh, mobile. Yeah. And that's the one thing because I was looking at it and I realized Gosh, I really want to be able to do this in Baharoth because I like the I, I I like Baharoth and I wanted to do the whole I'm dropping Move in and out and everything, especially using Death from Above. Oh, <laughs> you know, but there's not that many cards that have have mobile innately uh, because Wild was it Wild Rider Squadron doesn't right. no. does not and then Come there's on, one there's one that gains it while it's also undamaged but it doesn't have it before it hits the table so you can't use Death from Above. Correct, um, yeah. but everything else is elite. So there's only like Piranha Hunter. Soaring Falcon and then the Trailblazer, so there's you know, you nine. The, and then the signature units. units. Yeah. You can't do it with well, the, well, the signature well, units but, too. but if you put move that into Baharoth, then the signature units work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm saying you've got the um, the Samhain, yeah, the the, vehicle, the Viper. Isn't, so, that, isn't that the new Viper, the five four? Yeah, the five I think, four. Yeah. Isn't he elite? Yeah, he's an elite. Oh, is it non-elite on that? Yeah, yeah that's I, the I, thing I, with Death from Above. It's got to be non-elite because otherwise, uh, you're gonna, so but yeah, I'll, I'll be tricks, spamming okay. out Crisis Guard battle suits or, or not that uh, <laughs> whichever the one has the mobile, yeah, the three command mobile. It is the Crisis guy, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. for one, for one, yeah. for one. Yeah, I'd say right now I was looking, I was, I was helping um, the, the buddy of mine work on this particular deck, and you know, it's the whole thing. He played it out. He actually he played the Marine version, and I'm basically in the cafe while I was doing it I turned away to do something come back he's like we'll play again and I, I it took me a moment to register it and suddenly become Eldar and I'm like oh wait a second what the hell you know and then he starts blasting these things out and we get to get to looking over the deck at the end after he won and I'm like saying do this do this do this and I'm looking at it and going I've just encouraged this guy to put like three drone supports into this thing this is a monster yeah so yeah it's it's a deck yeah of yeah because I mean you know? yeah bones bone singer choir with because it's Eldar vehicle or drone right mm-hmm. and there's some Great, like the though I don't know the t- first word. The Andin Wraithguard. Ithian Wraithguard, yeah. 4 yeah, 2 armor bane. Yep, yep. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Holy. Poop, poop. Yeah, yeah, here we yep. go. But now, here, here's the thing. 
support destruction must be a thing now, right? Because Bone Singer Choir, because of now it was it was becoming a thing with troop transports, but now now with Bone Singer Choir, troop transports, uh, heck, forward barracks. So so some because of the Astro Militarum support, because of the popularity of war, people are starting to realize, and I agree that command support is an, is a thing. And here you have Colony Shield Generator, which is a zero cost upgrade. When a support card you control will be targeted, exhausted support to have this target be targeted instead. Instead of it, it protects, it, yeah, it's a bodyguard yeah. for supports. supports. It, it protects yeah, support. it's a one shot, one shot. Yeah, but a zero cost. So, too. so and not even oh yeah, and, yeah. And we talked about the Astra Militarum unit. You can sack him to destroy a an exhausted support card. Yeah, the death and death corpse. Yeah, the yeah. death corpse. Corpse. That came death core. that, yeah. that came out last pack. I'm actually thinking about putting one of in there in my war deck, just because of the prevalence of of those support cards and how, especially the the two cost reducer, the Bone Singer Choir, it's and and then now you have the Tau one that re- reduces non Tau units, units by yeah. two. That that little perfect Whoa. storm there. That 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 is right now. Yeah, Shadow Sun. Shadow Sun is the is the scary deck on that front because of that that's such a heavy heavy cost reduction. Four four. Four less on any unit, let alone on vehicles, is. It's not unique. That yep. one's not, or it is. So Selim is the um, Bonesing yeah, Bones yeah. yeah. So the Selim is unique, but you're playing space. You're playing a four cost space marine for t- for two. For two. You're yeah. playing a three cost space marine for one. You're yeah. like no, yeah. I mean, you could play. You could play it in Starblaze and play some of these more expensive Astro Militarum units yeah. for cheap too. But wow. Yep. Again, I have all these really cool deck des- de- des- mm. deck building ideas that I'm just holding off for another 24 hours. Right? <laughs> well, there you go. I'll, I'll give us a quick um, happy or sad. I am insanely happy about the new um, Tyranid cards I've seen spoiling and popping up. I'm insanely sad that they turned up a day before the regionals <laughs> and are making me go, don't do this. You've done this before. But, but, but uh, um, Subject to Omega is like, those would work really well, Carl. You know they would. <laughs> like, shut up. No. You, might, you guys might have seen that post on our Facebook going, oh, yeah. stop yeah. trying to make me play Tyranids. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I would have thought that you would be playing Subject to Omega. This guy, yeah. subject, sudden adaptation. I just read that and went, yeah, oh you pull, God, you pull somebody heaven. that's heavily damaged and you put somebody else out yeah. that's that's well, not. And in, in the and case of Omega, it becomes I could throw down an Omega at this planet. Should I? Yes, because I can throw it down on another planet. I throw him down. I'll smack someone. If you don't kill him dead, I get him back. I get someone else. Get another swing, and that guy's still in hand, threatening the warlord again. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. Oh yeah. The brood is is the, the, as people were saying. As a couple of guys were saying the brood is comedy because if you if you haven't already got one of these out or in hand, the gene stealer brood, which is basically a search the top six, grab a gene stealer card, and if you've ambushed this guy in, that means the gene stealer card you just grabbed can follow him. <laughs> so the amount of chaining I can do out to a planet is silly. Yeah, right, these are right. both. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, the the the, the, the stuff. The you know Necrons. We got a preview of the Necron Warlord. Fantasy Flight gave us a preview of that. It's one of the news pieces that we didn't mention earlier. That looks insane fun. Uh, he has the ability to give minus one hit, minus one hit point, minus X hit points, where X is the number of non, the ne- number of different factions, factions, non Necron factions you control at the planet. Yeah, we should we should get commits. that one in. I, I saw yeah. at least one article talking about neutrals, neutrals counting as one of the factions. They don't. The wording don't, is right. the wording is don't. So, so having you would have to have a space. Okay. You'd have to have a space marine and the national militarum, or 
or something Whatever, like that to, to give two. minus two. Yeah. So neutral so. cards have no faction. Have factionless. no faction. So the faction. So the non-tau, the non-tau faction would not reduce your. Would not correct. reduce they the. Have no faction. Okay, so if you are, so just heads up because I am. Caius Roth does not get Caius reduced not, by two. Does not yeah. get re- you reduced pay, by you, two. You pay for off. That's the way it goes. Yeah. And you pay for the rotators and vote pads and all that other yeah. stuff. Too. Yeah. So, so those guys, those guys are not free. Okay. Yeah. But that's, that's well, a, that's it. I'm yeah. changing my deck. But that's a good one. For, <laughs> that's a good one for Necrons as well, because obviously their enslavement dial thing is that you you can only play Necrons or that type of faction. Right. Neutrals are in addition, so any yeah. of a neutral unit that comes out will help them plenty. Well, and and th- that's the interesting part with that preview was it has a his attachment, his signature attachment. Mm. You exhaust it. I think it's an action. It's not even a deploy yes. action. It's an action to change your the the dot your enslavement dial. The point being, you could you could <laughs> right. easily then have turn turn one, start the first combat, minus two health, pick something on the planet, minus two hit points, resolves. Yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you would the the interesting part here is is that you can you can use common ambush units, mm-hmm. right? So if there's common ambush units that, and I don't know how many of these. I, this is just a thought I had driving up here. If you can find ambush units, common ambush units from one or two things, you deploy you deploy the non-ambush folks during one stage, you switch your enslavement dial, and then you can ambush out the others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really compound things. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the idea, is that Necrons supposedly, this is totally up in the air, but supposedly you can look at Necron player and go, okay, he set, he set um, um, Eldar for his dial. All right, so I've got some idea of what to expect. Then all of a sudden, oh no, he changed it to that mid combat. Oh, okay. Now that's right. a bit different. Now, now well, oh, but it also begs the question: What are the are the other warlords going to have? A, I hope the other warlords have a mechanic. And this, well, no. Let me change that. <laughs> I started to think. I wonder if the other warlords are going to have the other Necron warlords will have a mechanic to change the enslavement tile. And I thought, no, that's not a good assumption because each warlord that you choose, especially looking at the Tyranids, each warlord you choose really dictates the deck building direction you take. Yeah. yeah. Like mechanic right? not just signature wise, but mechanically. Yeah. All so three maybe Nahumek Nahumek? Whatever the they're, they're all Egyptian ones, don't help you. Yeah. I have got no help for you. So, there, wh- so. whoever the, the, the previewed <laughs> warlord, and we'll call him N. Yeah. He uh man. he maybe is the one where you play with a lot of different factions. Mm-hmm. Because Plainly, you can change yeah. it, you, or you maybe play with X plus one, where X is two or three or whatever the base Necron faction number of factions is, be, right? Yeah. Whatever it also, turns out to be, but he gets plus one because of his signature attachment. Yeah, and it's small. It's in his case, he seems to be the the many different many different factions swarmy kind of one because he wants to get multiples in. So he's he's a little less concerned about how good they are with just getting them on the table. Because we, we've seen his signature gets that bonus attack based on how many different factions he has. So again, you'd want like kinsmen, yeah. for example, would be a good call. Nice, cheap, effective. You know, um, kinsmen's tolerant raiders. Yeah, the equivalent in Sasellum shrine guards. Exactly so. All those little guys that get the little bonuses. Get your warlord units from Dark Eldar, for example, or whatever. You know, Borkins, Blooded Reavers. Now you can't include in the Necron decks. You cannot include. Uh, any other supports, events, or attachments that are... You can only have neutral and Necron cards of those. Attachments, You can only have yeah. units. Right, yeah. Well, could you imagine a Necron with staging ground? 
Yeah. That'd be friggin' insane. <laughs> I was just thinking more like more like just thinking like exterminatus comes to mind. Or either Bowsinger Choir. Yeah. There's gonna be a Necron monolith which is a vehicle. I'm very glad that's not gonna work. So you know, that would be pretty hor- no matter so, how expensive it is, that would be horrifying. So yeah. before we get into our we're gonna do a little strategy, a little strategy here, but before we get into the strategy we're going to introduce a new segment. Uh, John's going to do that one for us. Uh, John, take it away. Thank you, listeners. This is <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow, that, did didn't, that ex- didn't work. I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, one right. second. That's, that's, that's your outplay. <laughs> that's your play out. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh... <laughs> Tobin wants to spring to, wants to spring this segment on you, yeah, right, right, but right, I yeah, also was springing something here on Tobin. Oh, okay, okay. okay well, it succeeded. What's that? Where are we? Oh, we're doing fine. Okay, uh, great. Now I have to collect myself. Uh, <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> we're just sitting here completely quiet. Let's not well, the, well, to doesn't the, matter. To the problem that what we're all, what we're all doing is sitting here doing the guards from Monty Python. Which <laughs> yeah, I best not to not to, not to smile. <laughs> you know, you know. Thank you, listeners. This is a segment that we want to introduce that is called "One Player's Junk Is Another Player's Treasure," or as I like to call it, "My Junk." <laughs> Should we give that another go? Now we got through it. <laughs> I don't know why. Other other names include someone else's junk. <laughs> okay, so take it away, John. <laughs> so, so I'm very familiar with my junk, but I would like you to be familiar with my junk as well. In hopes that soon everybody here at the podcast will be introducing their junk to you as well. <laughs> okay, good. All right. <laughs> while in my mind, while it, to me, my junk may be old, to you, my junk will be new. <laughs> so again, listeners, thank you and welcome to my junk. <laughs> Okay. I wanted to do the uh, whole. I wanted to do the whole NPR, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, sweaty balls. balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get you. Totally. I no, I was going to say. The, so a, we might have to record something there later. Insert it as a complete side note. And if this turns up on, on here, I'll be delighted. Um, there's a little new minis game that came out called Guild Ball. And it's a little soccer game, <laughs> and of course, because it's soccer, I have to keep not calling it football. Uh-huh. Over here, and I, I'm thinking about the fact that this is really interesting. Deep game. I said I'd love to do a little podcast. This. I'll have to find a couple of buddies who want to do it and definitely go because I, I realize a really easy name for it would be properly shaped balls. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> so, so we cover, cover about, in this new segment. Tell us about your junk, job. Yes. So the, I, the idea junk. behind this segment is taking a card that everybody has considered to be suboptimal, or Sub sub suboptimal or sub <laughs> yeah. There are some cards that just can't, but then being able to revisit it and incorporate it into a into an efficient deck, not not just a, not just any deck. Oh, I I did it by by uh, putting putting something that was bad into a good deck, but being able to make an efficient deck. And what got me thinking about it is this new Astro Militarum Warlord that has come out. 
or it has been spoiled. He hasn't. He's not out yet. And now I normally don't do this because uh, I hate waiting. <laughs> so having we, it, but, we've talked about yeah. you know, playing in the now and talking about the now. Right, but mm. Br- Grigory Maxim really got me started thinking. So he, he's an astromilitary warlord. He's a soldier of Australia. His special ability is when a unit you control is dealt damage, support cards in your hands may be used as shield cards with one shield icon. If the shielded card is a tank, that support card has two shield icons instead. Here is a warlord that is going to make a junk card Promethean Mine absolutely shine. Yep. Nobody ever wants to play Promethean Mine because it's considered kind of a wash. It's considered a mediocre card. But he and you that you need to have it early for it to, to be able to have it uh, be any use in your deck. Yeah, have any and, and these are all good yeah. points, right? It's it right, was, right, exactly. So, but now here's a warlord that if you, if you're on the fifth planet and you draw Promethean Mine, you're excited, which you're never going to be able to say about Promethean Mine <laughs> because here, you're like, okay, great, it's a shield card, or if it's a tank card that's at the that there, it's a two shield card, or even better. If it happens to be part of his squad, if you have his squad, his signature unit there, Maxim Squadron, which is a vehicle, tank, destroyer. It's a 2-3, uh, it's a 3-cost unit that has uh, 2 attack, 3 hit points. No weird gear attachments, but the interrupt is when you use a shield card to prevent this unit from taking damage, that card gains 1 shield icon. So now your Promethean Mine, shielding that card, is 3. Yep, mm-hmm. because he has you treat support cards as shield cards. And the thing says, when you use a shield card, which the port is now being treated as, mm-hmm. you prevent three. So a single Promethean mine will shield is a three shield card for that on unit. his signature unit. Listen, get a, <laughs> you have a three shield economy card. Yeah, that's what yeah, you're talking yeah. about here. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about yeah. we're talking about three shield cards. Mm-hmm. And being, the, being supports are three shield are potentially three, three three shield cards. That's insane. Yeah, and then clearing the path. A three shield recurring economy card. Yeah, put a yes, exactly. But yeah. now, now that doesn't tailor with Promethea Mine because it requires a national military support card. Yeah. But you put a troop transport mm-hmm. back in your uh, HQ, right? Mm-hmm. After you want to battle a planet with your warlord. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so, so saying, was it Rock which, Re- which happens? Rock Creek Bunker. Bunker. Bunker is the other one I'm. So, I saw. So, that, oh. so you know this this warlord is gonna he's gonna enable you to play these cards that Promethea Mine. Uh, you're gonna want to play Catachin Outpost and. You want to play Katachin in Estramil term normally anyway. However, now... Well, at least that's the feeling of this podcast. This podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my feeling. Right? <laughs> but if now, when you draw your third one or your second one and, and it's the last planet, you're not disappointed going, well, great, it's a useless card because I'm not going to deploy it. It's always a shield card. <laughs> and Holy moly, these are the kinds of mechanics that, I, that I'm so excited about that turns these cards, these junk cards, cards that... You know, we looked back at a long time ago and said, boy, I'm not going to I'm not gonna use that, or, or that card is not as good as, well, as, we, good well, as we, we thought. Well, we tested well, them. We thought, other yeah. games say they should be fine. We tried this and found in Conquest, yeah, it wasn't doing it. Right, right. You know? and, and I mean, even even stuff like Imperial Bunker, the Astromilitarum cost reducer. The one, you know, it's limited, it's mm-hmm. unique, it costs one. Yes, you get the one back, but you really need it early to pay it off. Now you can put one in your now deck. Now the shield. Well, and a full you, three. Why the because it's a three shield card. If you combine, yeah, you yeah. combine him with orcs, and you have a- ammo, ca- uh, ammo depots and orc I was cannons. Say, ammo depot is a classic example because ammo depot is a really weird place where you definitely want one, but drawing the second one on top of it immediately starts to feel a little bit. Well, that's not as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. So later on, at this point, take the full three. 
you 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 drawing an ammo depot with an ammo depot will make you perfectly happy. All right, and that's you know? that's the argument. That's the comparison that's made a lot between Promethean Mine and Ammo Depot. They both cost one, mm-hmm. right? You play an Ammo Depot. You play an Ammo. De- you, if you have two in your hand, you're not opening me. hand. You that's good because yeah. you play them. You play it. It's two delays. Mm-hmm. And Promethean Mine, you can only play one, and you're not benefiting from it yet. You play two Ammo Depots that first turn. You're down to five cards. You're most likely going to play three more cards out of your hand because you have five resources left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can use both those ammo depots to get cards immediately. Now, ammo depot, if it's as a f- very effective early, you're probably never going to use it late game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're going to have the command. Yeah. You, you draw, the, have the, you draw the third one. You draw them and you're... And in you're your done. case, you draw the third one and go, well, now it's a shield card. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, wow, that a three shield card on, on his signature units. Two shield on any tank two unit. Two shield yeah. on a tank unit. Yeah. One shield on anything else. One shield on anything else. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. th- those are those are the. I'm okay. just, think, I'm just was, thinking yeah. about the like the the whole the whole idea of it, when you're in a game and your opponent uses their signature attachment For to the do three the three shield. shield yeah. You're like mm-hmm. boom, and you're like okay, boom. It's, I got I got I'm free reign. If I was, if I do two more than their hit points, I, I'm good. They can't they can't prevent it. But now that's not the case. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, he has no, a very nice little three. Three cost um, attachments. Those um, oh, so support. Sorry, I'm missing out. Is what, what is his? Is it, it'll, be another, it'll be another copy of this. That's about it. Okay, yeah. Ignore me on that one. But yeah, just those kind of tricks. There is because we saw. I, I've started to see a little bit of this with the Gene Silver Warlord, where where you can play his attachment from the graveyard mm-hmm. from, from archives. So it becomes mm-hmm. more of a deal of I will probably shield with this because I can at least recur it back in. Right. You know, and you, and d- with, you yeah. deploy. It's a deployment. You can deploy it from there. Mm-hmm. And you can deploy. Obviously, it has ambush. It's a gene stealer, so you can ambush it into an infested planet from hand. So you but can not play, from, but not from. It's specifies from hand, not from. Oh, okay, okay. That's the trade out. That's the trade out there. Mm-hmm. But you still means you you're, you're you're not going. I'm shielding that, and I'm not seeing it again. You're going. I'm shielding so that. So you can't. And I have the option. You can't ambush it in from. From discard, from yes. discard, but you can deploy it from yes. discard during a deployment. Yeah, so it's that's still a good right. Swing. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Those, uh, I didn't mean to cut on this one, but I think I mentioned it earlier. Reading the um, the initial spoil of um, of uh, Maxim here, I, I imagine to myself Gorzod reading this news announcement. Gorzod going a new a, a new um, Astra Militarum warlord who's uh, um, who uses tanks. And girls are going, ooh, 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 ooh. And he specializes in shielding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me <laughs> like, not take that over. Yes. Yeah. No, happy, happy girls are there. A, 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 a guard, a, a Astro Militarum warlord who likes tanks. Sad girls are who also specializes in shields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sad, sad girls So that's the segment so, entitled John's Junk. Yeah. <laughs> so the first. So, <laughs> so again, listeners, thank you and welcome to my junk. <laughs> John's junk number one, Promethean mine. <laughs> there we go. So and so now speaking of this guy and and the supports that everything that let, I think that moves into delay tactics. Supports you normally commonly play used as, as yes. delays, right? Absolutely, segway absolutely. Warning, so segue warning. Yeah, yeah. We we I, I want to talk about this because I don't see this. We we talk about delay. And there's a lot of online conversation about supports and particular actions or playing events as delays. Once I realized that low-cost attachment, even if they're not the best attachments in and of themselves, have a lot of value as delay cards. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking of, in, in particular, bodyguard. 
it's not in my deck right now, and we'll see. I'm still debating whether I want to put it back in or not uh, because of the because of War Tech coming out. Because of the anti War Tech, I've had to bolster up some of my other areas, so I've taken out the bodyguards. But I had bodyguards in there, and it played wonderfully. And there were there were a significant number of times, and I don't know how many, but there were a significant number of times over the last three months where I've played bodyguard on a Steel Legion Chimera. Because, not, just to take the damage, I know it doesn't work with Steel Legion, but I typically, I, ideally I put it on Steel Legion because it protects other units in, in and of themselves. Or I'll put it on another unit with a Steel Legion Chimera there so that I protect the Steel Legion Chimera. But Bodyguard, and I've been playing Selene Morn, and he has, and that one has, there's a Shadow Thorn's bodysuit, there's the Flesh Borer in Tyranids, there's mm -hmm. Bodyguard in Astra Militarum, there's a Laze Gun in Astra Militarum, there's... The signature attachments are, I think, are too valuable to play. Think about delay; they can be used in delay, of course. But those low-cost attachments, as a delay, it's an it might be that one card you need, that one pass you need to make to them. You play this, and you make them pass first. Right? I, I think it's worth pulling back a little bit, and particularly for, for newer players, and talking about you know, what what do we mean by delay, and why is it a, a good thing. I mean, the first part's obvious, is that because we do things alternately when we deploy cards in Conquest, um, you get the chance to see your opponent make a move first. Um, analyze the board, decide what you think now, where something should go, what you should play, how it should be laid out. Now, we're always limited by resources and cards in the end, so the delay's only going to get us so far. We're not going to suddenly gain a, a massive advantage we didn't expect, but it can allow us to make a more efficient choice. Um, I would put in that one of the interesting things to say about delay is when you should do it. Sometimes there are, I, I definitely feel there are board states where you look at it and go, okay, I want to know where his command units are going to go. Mm -hmm. So right. my powerful command units can go to the right place and can easily trump them so he's got to respond, got to mm -hmm. use more resources or cards. Mm -hmm. I think there are times where you play something out, um, you choose a, a delaying action to see if your opponent responds to it. Like I tend to, in Eldar, I tend to use certain command, command units like uh, Bealtan Guardians at certain planets to see what the opponent is thinking. Is he worried about me going to that planet later on, or not? I mean, if, if he's got a warlord with a few units of HQ and I take a, a, a second or third planet with a command, if he immediately goes there, if he, or, or starts to act like he's going to that planet, I now know he's happy to put those units there, he's planning to get things, he's happy to have it, um, to put you guys over, or he thinks it's important enough to counter my swarm tactics over there. This is where I think deploy is a lot of psychology. A heck Absolutely. Of a lot, heck of a lot of psychology to the game. times when you want to delay... Right, and usually the first pa the first deploy action you have, you should try to delay if at all possible. Mm -hmm. Right, I, that's my belief. So, but then after that, there's times when you want to say, okay, I'm going to play this unit here, and I, because I want to scare him away from this planet, exactly, or yeah. at least think I'm trying to scare him away from this planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bait, right. So bait. there's a little bit about a little bit about bait and switch, like, or sometimes it's. And I, it took me a while to get used to this. Sometimes the the clear it's it's the planet win. Planet one is the win for both of you. So why are you deploying anywhere else but planet one? Mm -hmm. Right? Like oh, I'm going to trick him into thinking I'm going to two. Like it doesn't yeah. matter if I'm going to two. That right? Maybe I'm playing a void pirate or rogue traders out there, so I have some some more stuff to play with the <coughs> combat. Yeah, that's great, and that's that's a perfectly viable option. But playing any unit that has any kind of attack anywhere else but planet one, when planet one is the win. Yeah. Is identifying is, is when not to deploy, fruitless. right? Yeah. So, delay, but sorry. sometimes yeah. you want to bully. Mm -hmm. So, so there are also some supports that I hide. I don't use as delays. I hide them 
which are Inquisitorial Fortress. Yeah, of course. Right? Inquisitorial Fortress, uh, Awakening Cavern, uh, Orbital City, mm -hmm. uh, Twisted Laboratory sometimes, Archon's Palace, uh, Staging Ground can also be ones that I'm not going to use as a delay. Mm -hmm. I would rather play a unit and, and have him think, oh, okay, he doesn't have any delay, I'll, I'll let him do that. And then my last one is I'm playing an Inquisitorial Fortress because they spent five to put their big bad out and play. Because mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, he's got nothing, right? He's got two, what is he going to play? He's been, he hasn't been delaying anything. So, and that's all the mental game that goes on. And I can't tell you how many times, well, I probably could, but there's, there's half a dozen times when I've sat on an Inquisitorial Fortress and I've, and I've extended my deploy phase by playing the cheap units. So I still have two and they play the big guy that's going to get them. And I put the Inquisitorial mm -hmm. Fortress down and I see a definitive Loss of <laughs> loss of oh well, that's def, that's def, kind def, of sucky. deflation yeah, yeah. Kind of, well, a little deflation. well but if you have if you have an action like exterminatus yes uh, oh yeah or, or doom yeah you yeah, know you yeah. definitely want you definitely doom maybe maybe not because you're not deploying anything into their HQ mm. <clears throat> uh, but it's definitely exterminatus you want to ideally to be able to catch them sometimes if, against if, chaos you wait on doom yeah, I, yeah. If well, I was playing chaos if I was playing Zarethir and I thought they could put some put some uh, Cultists, uh, out? cultists out yeah. at HQ with Pam's glory. I would count that as well. You're quite right. Exterminatus is the obvious one, which is where you can you play a, you you hope to play an opponent into building up a planet that's not first planet, then exterminatus and it's part of your deploy action. Right. I would say that the Doom part is a psychology game again. It's how do you you look across the table thinking, okay, I'm planning to Doom. I'm going to wipe out both HQs. How can I make get the opponent making make to make a move that would be good if I don't Doom, so that when I do, it has more impact. He lays up a planet where he needs his units to go and back them up. Whatever, you know those kind of situations. So Doom is Doom is very very typically Eldar. It's much more psychological maneuvering, but the four costs can telegraph it a little bit. Right. You know, I was going to say I think uh, yeah, you, it's it's hard to delay on mm -hmm. a four cost. Now it's yeah. getting a little bit easier with Bonesinger Choir and some other some of those other things. Right. Exactly. I was going to say that's well. I guess Bonesinger Choir is a Tau card, but it is a common. Is it a common Tau? Bonesinger, no, no, no. Bonesinger is Eldar. No, but, but Doom is a common... Sicelum Enclave yeah. is, a, is loyal. Doom is common. Doom is not loyal, so it can go straight yeah. into a tower. Oh, oh, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. But so was, you could do that. Saying, yeah. uh, I was going to mention that, actually, as well. Let's make a timely example of an interesting deploy phase is holding on to um, cost reducers. Now, normally, a good a normally standard tactic says set up set up a... You're bullying first planet. Set up, set up a, a good fighting unit there. Save a few resources so when your opponent goes to oppose you at that planet, you start laying out command freely. That's a pretty common turn. Now, reverse that. You've got cost reducers, big guy, and a couple of small command units. You throw the couple of small commands out and save some cash and keep doing that to a point where your opponent would normally think, oh, now they can't afford to do big X. Right. Then drop the reducers and surprise a unit. That's a that's a, a good that's one to watch out for at regionals. I think in terms of the vehicle decks, yeah. their ability to go, I get these things down and suddenly produce an extra unit you weren't ready for, and I'm also set up for next turn to do more cheap mm -hmm. reductions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's another good that's a, that's a hard that's a weird deploy one to think about. But I, I get a little bit of in um, in uh, Tyranids too with the digestion pool. With both right. the ability to drop that and to um, and to suddenly um, infest a planet, that can turn into a good extra unit or two that people. Yeah, you play predation expect. a couple times. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, so I, I did the horde or whatever the two cost tyrannid unit is that infest the planet, right? Mm -hmm. So you play that after On you deploy, yeah. you infest. Yeah. You go to predation, predation, 
Oh, digestion pool. Yeah. Oh, phew, boom. Yeah, you do. Bam. Yeah. And you're like, free guy. You know? Yeah. I mean, that can, that, that's, that's a classic example of how to play that out is a good one. Because I've done that back and forth. Yeah. I've done that by going, like you say, Siving Hormogun's first planet, infest it. He's like, okay, puts a guy out. Predation to the second planet, digestion pool. Okay, predation to the next. Yeah. <laughs> then I get my call yeah, on when yeah, this, yeah, yeah absolutely. tricks like that. Absolutely. You know, in the same, we, these are all wonderful up in the airs, and we should make, I think it makes clear that delaying tactics you want is definitely one of the things that makes the deploy phase complicated and very interesting. Yeah, and I would know. say delay on that first turn is probably most more important than anything else. Try, trying to get an idea of what's going on. So you want to consider your mulligan, right? You want to consider your opening hand. I always look to be able to play three cards out of my opening hand, mm-hmm. right? Now, you know, it varies with varies with construction. Sometimes in war, I can play four or five, right? So I have an ammo depot, and I, if I have an ammo depot in my opening hand, and I look, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can use this this turn because I can play the other three other cards and use the ammo depot immediately. So I'm going to keep this hand. Assuming it has units in it, I've had hands. I've had hands before, and that's one of the things that makes me happy, right? Is or happy and sad, you know? Happy that I made the choice to mulligan with only two units in play and all these events, and sad when I mulligan into no units, <laughs> which has happened once. Like I, I like, oh, I have no units. I'm gonna play Katakan. I'm gonna play Ammo Depot. And I'm going to say, pass! <laughs> I did that once. That was really depressing. See, good, 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 oh. I, good idea. Saying pass after getting down four units. Bad idea. Saying pass after deploying once. So delay is a thing. And, and I think you, know, you have to consider your delay choices when you're mulliganing, when you're choosing that mulligan. Whether in mulligan the hand. That's interesting because I, I I personally definitely find that two or three are the critical ones in delays for me. Turn two, turn two, turn three. Personally, I don't necessarily. Maybe it's psychology. Maybe it's the decks I play. I don't find the first turn to be as critical most of the time. First, I, I find that most first turns play themselves out quite obviously. That's how it feels. And yeah. then after that, when there's things on the table, it becomes a little more of a now we're now we're wrestling for position. Yeah, and kind it, of feel. And I think uh, yeah, I I think the first that first commitment is. If I'm if it, because it tells me if I'm in his head, if I'm in their head, mm-hmm. if I understand what they're thinking. Okay. If I don't, if I can't predict, then I think I'm off my game. I'm like, okay, if I can narrow it down to one of two, and he goes to one of those two. Wonderful, right? But if I narrow it down to one of two, and he goes to a third, I'm like, what the heck? Like, and if there's no clear, like. Why did I not think that? So then I need to check my own thinking and, and verify it. So for me, as the game moves forward, that first commitment phase is important for my own assessment, I think. Do you find that kind of thing, if you, if you call an assessment and it's 100% wrong, does that, is that more info for the game or does that put you on tilt? Does it weaken you? Yeah, you does it worry you? Yeah. Get you out of your head? Yeah. Sort of I, don't, I don't know that it worries me because... Uh, I, but I want to be able to explain it. Okay. I want to be able to, if I don't have an explanation for why he went there, whether we talk, whether he explains it or not, whether yeah. there's some people talking, he explains it or not, one, yeah. or whether I can reason it out mm-hmm. after the after the turn is over. Because sometimes it's it's hard to like, oh, okay, uh, I'm going to trigger Yavarn and I want to put something into play, or I'm going to trigger, right, um, or Iridial and I want to get rid of damage, mm-hmm. right. So, but on the first turn, no one. People are very rarely going to go to Rarity unless it's Planet One, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a Tricon; it's only one card. There's no 
damage to remove from the unit. Mm. Probably until until right. until the battle. Taurus is off. a target first turn, obviously because of the because of the fewer unit resource gain you can get, target okay. resource gain you can get. So, but I want to be able to explain it, and if I can't explain it, then it's going to be hard for me to predict where he's going to go. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say there that a good, a good way to look at the deploy phase the, the, about delaying in general is it is that. Um, a mixture of an information in the psychology game. You can you can play around with the opponent. You you want you want to use deploy to get that situation where your opponent looks at the table and goes, and now I don't know what to do. Right. You know that's one that's one of the tactics you really want to pull together because that's when someone's going to make a mistake or is going to misread your strategy mm. or like say simply mm -hmm. end up on end up on on the on the back foot. I use mm -hmm. the term for this commonly in, in other card games of tilt, which basically just means that psychologically you're going, I've lost. Yeah. You know, I'm losing. This yeah. is a bad day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's so. so that's where my mind is when I'm delaying things. So what I guess what I'm I guess the point of putting this segment together and talking about delay in and of itself is when you're looking at those last four or five spots in your deck construction and you're considering whether to go with an event or a two shield event or a two shield attachment or a one shield event or one shield attachment, so on and so forth, consider the delay power of the attachments over the events. Because there's some events that I that, that we've heard and we've played them ourselves that you played because they have shield cards and you're ne you're never intending to play them as events. So in those cases, I would suggest look and look at the event and maybe maybe a, a delay is more important than a shield. Right? And it another can be the case. Another good one, and I really only really brushed against this recently to think in those terms as well, is because of the um, predilection for promotion. And for other good limited cards, is on that front. Keep that in mind. It's really easy to get yourself to go. I'll take some cheap um, supports because supports like to be limited. And um, in the, be in that situation where you lock yourself into, <coughs> I can only get one of these down a turn. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you don't necessarily limited. want to be sitting there with well, three promotions. Well, let's in talk your about hand. that. Yeah. Well, Limit, let's, limited. Let's chuck. talk about yeah. that. You have there are potentially seven turns in any one game. Mm -hmm. How many limited cards do you have? Yeah. Do you? Do you? Because uh, I watch that. I keep it. I keep it. At, Three to four. Yeah. Honestly, there's no uh, there's three to four, and a lot of people play three promotions. I don't um, because I don't want to have a hand jam of promotions. Mm -hmm. I, I have other limited cards that I that I like a little bit more. Troop transport is a limited card. So if mm -hmm. you have three troop Recon transports drive. on your car, yep. card, if you have three tra Purpose, troop transports, more. you should probably only have two promotions. If you have any at all, yeah, it's. It, I think it depends on the utility of limiteds in the deck. The Tyranid one I've got has quite a few because you need those three Ripper Swarms. You also need a good few promotions and at least one good upgrade. So I think it's like six going on seven. I think that's your cap out. If you, if you, in a perfect world, you play one per turn. Right. So you sure as heck don't go past seven because you're asking to be choked. Right. Right. First and that's all. that's another argument for uh, what what Maxim brings yeah. is that you, the Promethean mines are limited. Right. That's okay. Play one. You, you play one. You have you have shields. You have <laughs> yeah. shield use for the yeah. others. Yeah. Right. Yes. Ripper swarms. I don't think I play promotions in my Tyranid deck. I've got a commander so. Tyranid deck. Yeah. Different, different game. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> probably I probably gravitate to four. Mm -hmm. I very rarely go to five. I think I'm playing a little over that, but again, it depends on what what wants to go in there. You know what? In the the Tyranid Warriors example of digestion pool in Omega is pretty much required. That puts you on four at least. Put the recon, put the recon drones, recon swarms. Yeah, the Ripper swarms in, and in a similar place, they're like seven, six or seven cards by that point. Yeah, yeah. I, I find that I'm, I'm probably running. I probably run four. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily keep track of it. 
and which sometimes I've, I've put together decks and I've found myself choked later, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah gosh, I really, probably really shouldn't put three promotions in there. Yeah. But I really, I, one, I really liked your point of there are some cards that you know that's like I'm never playing this as the card. I'm always going to use it as the resource. As I'm never going to play it as a, the support. I'm always going to use it as the as the shield of the events, yeah, um, yeah, or the event. Never going to play the event. Always going to use it as a shield. Some of those cards, and I have decks that have those cards in them. I need to pull those out and maybe play some attachments I wouldn't normally have played. Right. Yeah. Just, just, just for you know. delay. Just for a little bit of delay, and and honestly, I use the bodyguard. I use. The, that's funny that I that I started this segment. I was the impetus to it, and I use bodyguard for delay probably a third of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. I use it for shields a lot, but I use it for and but but when it comes into a delay, when I really want to know. What the next play is for this for my opponent? I play it on him, and and you know it's funny because I put it on a non-steel legion chimera, mm-hmm. right? And it protects the steel legion. So it even it, so in in that deck because in the in the war decks that I play, I have steel legion chimeras. I know some people don't have those, but I have them because it draws all the all the fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. If I have range units, I'm I'm hitting for range, and then you're going to turn around and go, well I. I can't really kill anything until I kill that freaking SLC, mm. and so I'll kill you. I'll attack the SLC. So I get so combats are extended because the SLC is out there mm-hmm. in play, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and I get to the second round, and I've seen the frustration on my opponent's face. Where like I'm going to retreat. Okay, you're destroyed, and they and it's everybody's almost every single person says, "Well, they're dying anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. retreat. Totally I'm not going to let you kill me, you sons of." I would say as well that the, the, in the particular case of the bodyguard you're mentioning there is that's a good delay because there is no downside to putting that bodyguard out you know what I mean you, yeah. you're putting him out and getting a bonus you're getting and delaying cheaply and messing up your opponent's plan so that's yep. a great that's a great version of that method yep. you know yep. yeah. now because of the bodyguard because of the, the, the details in the bodyguard the one place you don't necessarily want to play it as an attachment is Zarathur because it's a reassigning and when you reassign damage you increase the damage Right, so Zarathur is doing one to this unit, or so this unit is taking one. The Zarathur makes two. You reassign one to the bodyguard, and th- that becomes two. Yep. So, so all of a sudden, sudden the, four, four the two the two <laughs> damage becomes three, two of which the bodyguard is taking, yeah. one of which the original unit is taking. So, <laughs> yep. you know, it's if it's protecting something big, it's worth it, right? <laughs> For those who don't know, we have a regional. Tomorrow. Well, we haven't, we so haven't mentioned we that are, at all. We are giving away some, some uh, for those who are here, hopefully you're either on your way or already here, uh, we're giving away some Gerarg tokens, basically, in, in honor of Joss Whedon's uh, whatever the, say, the, what is, the... What is it called the, again? It's Gerarg. It's yeah, I mean, that's the, 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 the Bad Robot? Across, yeah. no, well, it's, bad Robot is a company, but it's the... Bad is Robot that? is J.J. Abrams. Yeah, what is oh. the... Fearless Enemy? Enemy. What is it called? Something zombie, isn't it? Of it is. No, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a zombie going across the screen chasing someone. Yeah, Gur- it's a, yeah, yeah. Gur- oh, I watched, a, zombie or I watched enough Buffy. I should know Buffy what this is called. Buffy and Angel. And, yeah, that's, I can't think so what it's called. So sorry, sorry, Joss. We can't remember what the heck it's bright called. Bright orange. <laughs> they don't. They're slightly different uh, orange color than the cov- the new Covenant damage tokens. Three, the three for damage tokens. So it's, it's very cool. And they're meant to. We we made them to. I designed them. Uh, a local guy, Dan, made them, and we're giving them out to the folks that come to the regionals. And they're designed for unstoppable and bloodthirsty markers. So, okay. and they've we've tested them already, 
and they work well. And hey, Malvros is out now, so you're going to get the chance to use them. Yeah, I was going to mention that um, I I've been describing to the people with the whole fireball coming across as the <laughs> yeah, token, yeah. pretty much. Of the well, I did I wanted to stay away from Wog. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, because totally. Wog is like orc specific. I just, yeah, but Grrrg yeah. is kind of unstoppable, yeah. and bloodthirsty, kind of like. Yeah. The, a ubiquitous. <laughs> I, uh, I, I still contest that because they're unstoppable. It should have been the T Rex with the two pinchy hands. Unstoppable <laughs> <laughs> jump, but that's a, but that's probably probably close to that's, an actual trademark a, by now. That, but, so, well, you know. but but at that point, the 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 token would have to be probably the size of the card, so you could actually I, see the T Rex. But I would be okay with that. Personally. But there you go. You know, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but there you go. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that for myself at some point. That's all cool. So, but yeah, yeah I, mean, we sh I guess we should brush up against that as well. Yeah, um, we're about to play a regional tomorrow where people are probably playing the Chaplain. The Black Templar guy himself. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. think? I, I mean, a lot I, of, I, I yeah. put together, I, I kind of assembled a deck last night, mm -hmm. and I went, there's only, there's four signature Black Templars. Mm -hmm. You got the Neophyte Apprentice that, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, kind of doesn't work, kind of does. You've got, Three other cards, which are the Righteous Initiate, right? So they're Black Templars, so that's mm -hmm. seven. Mm -hmm. You have the Acolyte, which is ten. And then you have the seven costers that came out, the big fracking dreadnought thing. No, you can still Short do, brethren, yeah. you can still deal damage to anybody to increase their attack, right? That's this his thing. Yes, them, yes, yeah. that is so, his thing. He so deals one damage to no sorry. Yeah. To a space marine unit yeah. at a blue planet. Yes. The targeted sorry. unit gets yeah. plus one attack until the end of phase. So, so it's at a blue planet. So you have a little blue planet limitations. I'm yeah. not sure Mavros is quite ready yet. Well, I'll put it this way: the the reasons the reasons I would take him tomorrow if I was if I was uh, talking myself into it is he's in Marines, so he's in the most efficient faction with a ton of good options, all the same to do yep. whatever he wants to yep. do. And there's a surprise value. You know he's going to be consistent because he's Marines. You know, basically you've got you've got all the normal toys, and and your opponents will not know how to play against him specifically. Yeah. So if you feel you've got enough of a an edge in there, I do think the Emperor's Champion is going to be a shock to people. I think that well, guarding trick is is pretty darn. But impressive. it's only the the guarding trick is only available once per combat, once per round. I think with the tough, hard-hitting units that Marines have, that's enough to swing quite a lot of big fights. Particularly if we're looking at big units like vehicles and all that right now, where he can go that one big guy, you deal with me. You're not, you're not hitting anyone else. Yeah. You know? Oh, I mean, sorry. Limit once per combat round. Yes. So you can have one of their, a tar So it's a combat action. A target-ready army, enemy army unit at this planet must be declared as an attacker, and this unit declared as a defender during your opponent's next combat turn. So you can, bas basically, this guy says. That guy will attack me. Yeah, exactly. So that's a tough thing to handle. So you get them. So you get. People. So you get that one person to to attack first. Right. Yeah. Well, not only that, but also his best defense is, hey, your vicious bloodletter that does area effect three. No, he's attacking me. Yeah. So you he true. can't you can't do the area. That's true. Yeah. He's oh, got to declare an attack. attack. And there's indom He has indomitable, and you iron can halo. Put the, uh, you can put the right because he he is he's unique. Oh god, yeah, Halo is not Warlord. It's unique. Yep. Oof, yeah, hadn't thought of that one. I would mention as well um, the Vow of Honor is pretty good. It's his, it's, which is Mamrov's signature event, which is one cost after Space Marine unit control takes one da takes a damage. That unit gets plus three attack for the next attack this phase. Yeah. So he's sitting for six. Yep. You play that, he's sitting for and six. And there's a um, combat action. Keep in mind the ambush tricks uh, or support actions that buff or modify what's going on. 
you know, you ambush in a eager recruit against him. He goes, okay, eager recruit targets me. You add Karachan outpost or something. He goes, okay, comes to me instead. Yeah. yeah. Those are all. That's. I think there's a lot of power in here. And you have a black sword, which oh. is a unique <laughs> two cost attachment. It's a relic attached to a black black templar's army unit. If you manage to get it on your champion. You're in Fat City because reaction after attached unit is declared as a defender, deal two damage to the attacker. So, if that two damage manages to kill the person attacking, the attack does not resolve. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I think mechanically that's why his ability to make people attack him is a combat action, so that he can't have the sword have some weird reaction when someone attacks, make them hit me, hit him for two, because that he could do for the rest of eternity. Right. The combat action at least means that he goes, I trigger this once per round. Well, but, oh, okay. well, but, you know, but yeah. if he has the black sword on him, yeah. he alone could could just wipe out. Like, okay, you're going to attack me. You you take two, and right. um, and then maybe I, get, maybe I get some additional attack. Maybe I don't. But then he, that, he does that once per combat round. So yeah. you're going to attack me, boom. You're going to attack and, me, and die. You're going to attack me, and die. You're going to attack me, and die. Forward barracks. He entirely, he entirely handles the problem of forward barracks, negates the the, for, the forward barracks from the whole table in that fight. I mean, that's a one-off thing, but that's a rough little thing to deal with. You put a dude in, it attacks him, it dies. Get on with the combat, and this, and, and he hasn't swung. That's a combat action. That's before he attacks himself. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's yep. that is yeah some crazy stuff. So this is one of those. This is one of those decks. You know, if someone shows up, bully, bully to them. I mean, we had some store championships where people showed up with brand new warlords, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the Gene Steeler being Bars, one of them. Yeah, didn't somebody play Barzul? Did you, you play Barzul? <laughs> I played Barzul, but I will put it this way: I played Barzul because I thought it was going to be funny. I, play this guy, <laughs> I, I played this guy tomorrow because I picked that deck and went. I don't think you need to know much about how to play this. This yeah. guy is looking strong. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you know. so just now his limitation is a blue planet, right? Right. He can, yeah. he also can trigger be, the unstoppable. Just blue to be planets. just mm -hmm. to be clear, also it's a, a, a Space Marine unit you control. Because yes, if yes. in a Space Marine Space Marine matchup, it's not like you can go. Oh, by the way, take your guy will get plus one attack, but he takes a damage. Well, no, <laughs> what you're referring to is the six attack zero health honored librarian. Yeah, that's what you're referring to. Ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> no, yeah, he's like, I've got six attack and I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. no, unfortunately not. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm also going to put that out as well. I was I was in a little bit of um, things I'm expecting to see turn up. I mean, I think Mavros is going to turn up tomorrow. I am concerned we're going to see a lot of this Nurgle Orc um, indirect damage deck. Mm -hmm. That has been building itself up recently. I don't know if you've come across this cacophonic no, no. tricks, cacophonic um, smasher gun platform, whatever it is. Smasher gun battery. Yes, my gun battery. I I have seen this one hit the table once or twice and been like, that's no obvious fix to that one. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that's a fun deck. What's the <laughs> smasher gun battery? Um, both side, both uh, exhaust me. Both sides deal indirect damage equal to number of cards in hand. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so that that plus cacophonic plus the regular Nurgle tricks. Pile some damage onto your warlord. Oh no, that's really going to suck when you fetted haze. Yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. those kind of deals. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very close to playing that. Yeah, don't blame you. That's <laughs> that's that, that's that's as that's as weird a deck as you can conceive. Of. <laughs> yep. Very strange to play against. Yeah. Well, it'll it, in 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 any case, it'll be a. I'm looking forward to having some real fun playing, meeting some new folks, meeting some new players. We're gonna have. We're gonna attempt to tape, if not stream. Uh, these games, we're going to video some of the top tables. I'm expecting four, five rounds with the top eight. We'll have probably have enough for five rounds. So we'll, there'll be plenty of uh, grist for the mill. The Conclave of Gamers is going to take place in Denver uh, next weekend, the 21st through the 24th, starting on Thursday evening and going through Sunday. And we will hold a Conquest League there and offer spring kit prizes 
as well as uh, Traxxas Sector Matt or two. Um, Event-wise, I'd like to quickly throw in, the timing on this is unfortunate, but we're doing one of our Game Lab events at the Haunted Game Cafe. Okay. Get people involved in the game, help yeah. them get better at. And it's um, it was targeted at regionals. As it happened, the Conquest one is the day before, so there won't be many people at this going preparing for Conquest regionals. But they are doing it for all the regular card game stuff, anything else you play. Conquest people are more than happy down. We want to teach new people. We want to have... Maybe you can come down from Total Escape having played on, on Saturday, come down and go, okay, this went wrong, help me fix it. You know, yeah. oh, yeah. this went right, how, 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 how is this broken? Kind yeah. of and then basically the idea is to help have people come down, help each other get better at the game, enjoy the stuff. So if you feel like that after, after that event, please come on down, a whole bunch of different stuff. I'm the Game Lab event, for those of you who don't know, they're, they're doing this Game Lab event. Check the Haunted Game Cafe Facebook group for a description of these events. If you can hold these in your own local game stores, uh, it's been very popular here at Haunted Game Cafe, uh, and I, I hope to hold them at Total Escape. But again, my schedule is kind of crowded. Yeah, but it turns out to work. Turns out to work very well and be very popular from experienced players right all the way down to noobs. So, yeah, absolutely. You know. yeah. And make it clear: the way we run this is to, um, all we ask. If you if you say you're going to go and see, come and down and help someone else, all we ask is you turn up between one o'clock and six o'clock and give someone an hour. And as a side note. The point of you coming down is to help people. We generally give away a few spare promos, things like that, to people coming down. So, well cool. for that. Excellent. Thanks to Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at traxissectorwarcast at gmail.com, via our Facebook page or Twitter at traxissectorwc, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC. Thanks for listening. The, the Emperor, Emperor Protects. protects. No, 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 that's all right. You're talking about your junk, and I refer to it as Twitter. Anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not going on. Okay. <clears throat>